Hey, with Jake Gutwillig, uh, Chip Break is the short film played at Under Five Minute Film Festival. The film is simple in its complexity, and it's just about a a, a girl who's having a, or a woman who's having a break outside uh, of her shift. She seems to be working in catering or wait, waitress, and uh, there's really no dialogue, and and it's just she's just having a moment, and that's the film. But it's it's a lot more than that, I guess, right, Jake? Yeah, I think. Uh... A lot of what you get from it is what isn't said as opposed to what is said. Um, and that was kind of the goal going into it. So I noticed that the the co-star Hannah or the lead Hannah, she's also the producer of the film. Did you guys kind of collaborate on this film? Yeah, she's she's a friend and just a fantastic actress. Um, and we had just been talking about making stuff. We had done some stuff just for fun, just to play around. And then... Uh, we came up with this idea when she uh, told me a story about work and kind of some things she was dealing with. I felt like I related to it in a thematic way, and I felt like a lot of people could. So I wrote a pass at the script, sent it to her. We talked about it some more, rehearsed some scenes, workshops, some stuff, and then we kind of just decided to dive into it. And yeah, just based off of her collaboration and everything, um, yeah, it was great to co-produce it with her. So this is a generalization, but generally uh, actors want, if they're doing a film like this, they want a big monologue. They want something for their reel. Yeah. But this is, so did, did she talk about like having like, oh my God, my day. And she's just like, she's. <laughs> no, she's the best. She's, she's nothing like that. I think uh, she just wanted to play a character and have fun and tell a story through what a lot of actors thrive in telling stories with, and that's just their face. I mean, theatrical actors use a lot, there's a lot more talking and there's a lot more body movement, but for this, it was just kind of showcasing her ability um, and her just having fun with her talent and just using the power of emotion and, and performance to try to tell the, the narrative that her character was going through over those few minutes. Yeah, it's got a really opening, uh, cool opening shot where it's it's sort of her shadow against the wall was that was that always planned when you were shooting no i mean our our cinematographer justin uh thompson just kind of came up with that when when we were shooting just it so happened the shadow the, the, the sun where was where it was and the shadow kind of lined up and we we just on the day found that to be kind of like a poetic moment to start because again the story feels thematic, whether you had a bad day as a waitress or a bad day in IT, whatever it might be, you know that feeling of just needing that break. So I felt like starting with that shadow was a way to kind of make it more of a universal story and not just specifically about her or that situation. So there's, there's so much subtext going on in the film, and it's I guess you're, you're leaving it up to the imagination of or the interpretation of the audience in terms of like the guy uh throwing the garbage out appears to be his her co-worker mm -hmm. it appears to be something happening between the two of them yeah. uh it's, it's it's a classic story where you, you see someone in distraught and you you know like in a, in, a, in the movies which is the movie you you like in the movies yeah. they always go hey are everything okay and then but generally speaking most people just kind of observe it and then kind of move on with their lives in a sense right so they could be yeah they could just be they don't even know each other. You don't know, right? Like, what, like, do you guys know the answer to that question? Yeah. Um, in the narrative, they're just coworker friends and 
he's been where she is right now. So he kind of is just understanding of her situation. And I did have a version of the script where they spoke. I had a version of the script where she called someone and had a conversation on the phone. Um, But it just kept playing better when nothing was said. Uh, And I think part of that with that, Skylar Bible is a really great actor and he played that small role. It, It just felt like, his, his face was saying everything that needed to be said and making that choice of, I don't need to step in to help. She just needs to go through what she's going through. Um, I think that ended up playing a lot better than anything we could have written or said. Um, and it would have kind of diluted the, the whole idea in a way. Um, and then it would have brought up questions of like, what is there? There will always be the question of what was their relationship, but if he if he said something to her in a certain way that was sympathetic or aggressive or whatever it might have been, it, I think it would have detracted from the moment and made it more even about him. But him leaving it up to her is taking the the, the focus and keeping it on her. Um, so that was kind of how that all played out. But just through the evolution of writing drafts and working with the performers. So it's, it's, if I would, if I would describe it in like one sentence, I would be, it's like, it's like a break, uh, but it's like about doing a job you, you do not like, but you have, you, you're kind of forced to do it. Like generally economic yeah. reasons or that's generally you have to pay the rent, I guess. Right. Like you don't want totally. to do this job. You hate it, but you got, you got to keep at it. And I think it's, it's a very universal either in the past or in the present, we've all kind of had that job before, I guess. Right. Yeah, I think it just comes down to like you either kick yourself down and you quit and you just give up or you say, screw it. You give the place the bird to yourself and then you just go back and and get out of it what, what you have to, to, like you said, pay the bills and, and deal with what life brings at you. Um, so, yeah, that's that's definitely what we were we were going for with that. Yeah, it just felt very autobiographical when you're watching it like. Even the way she had their hand gesture were like at the end of the film where she's like putting her 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 uh, hand to her. It's an audio podcast, but I'm, I'm mimicking it to you. But she's putting the yeah. hand to her face where like smile, like this is your job. You got to smile. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's almost like a, a curtsy with your face in a way. A curtsy um, with your face, yeah. But yeah, with that, I mean, that's just all Hannah. I remember right before that shot, I just told her do hear what you would do if you were actually going back to your job that you hated and you were coming off this break. And she kind of just created that little magical moment. And, and she's made up and like, uh, like, was there, was there a conversation about the, her, her uh, eyeliner, I guess is kind of, it's, it's her, her face is done for the job, I guess. Right. Yeah. I think we just discussed dressing and, and looking as she would, if she was doing a day at work, waiting tables, at kind of like a mid to upscale restaurant um, that kind of has certain requirements of how people should look in a way. Um, not necessarily how they want to look, but they have to put on a face for the customer and for the job. Um, and I kind of just left that up to her. This was a very bare bones project. We didn't really have a yeah. costume or makeup department or anything like that. It was really on the day, it was it was Justin, the cinematographer, Hannah, Skyler, and myself. Um, and the location was the back of a restaurant. I scoured Google Maps for a few weeks, called places, got insurance for one place, and they gave me three hours uh, in the back. So we just showed up and 
shot the whole thing then. Um, so a lot of that too is just the talent bringing what outside of their performance, what they can bring to the the shoot. And it's uh, it's everything's mostly done hand. It's all handheld, I guess, right? Yeah, we were talking about when she kind of comes more to her her centered self when she makes that adjustment, doing more stuff um, on sticks and just making it more still. But kind of the rawness and the use of breath in the sound design, um, it really just it felt like we should just maybe get in tighter and not necessarily more still. Um, to be more intimate that way. And it also just felt jarring kind of just going to a tripod halfway through when everything else was uh, pretty handheld before. Gotcha. And uh, and I'm, I'm assuming she, that was her kind of wardrobe or in the past from from a job, previous job or a present job? Yeah, I mean, I went to Michael's and I got some uh, like aprons and stuff like that. Uh, but her, her most of her getup was her getup and just what, she would wear to her job. Yeah, she's fantastic. And what did she think of the film when she yeah. finally saw it? She's proud of it. I think we're all proud of it with what what we what we were able to accomplish in such a small amount of time. Um, and yeah, I think we just want to do something else together. We're, we've been talking. I have a few shorts written. I have a few features written, which are a bit more ambitious. But um, yeah, I think it was a great collaboration. I hope it continues because yeah, she's she's a rock star. Yeah, it's a great, really great idea for the film because it's like I said, it's almost like the film of what really happens but is never shown on film. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's, it, you usually get a monologue or a yeah. deep conversation where like the, the and also as a writer, like I don't want to pre to people necessarily i don't want to say whatever i think is right to say in the situation is, is right for that like in general so i felt like by saying nothing again it's just kind of saying more in a way on, yeah but that's what lines. a writer's supposed to do the writer's supposed to be the god is supposed to be the moral compass of the <laughs> it's funny you just said that yeah. like it's like yeah but it's but it works so good it, like i'm kidding when i say that but it's, it, yeah no of course and i think also as as a, a writer director as well, I know I'm going to work with the, a lot of the writers just write it and then send it off and it's made and they're little input from there. But I just felt like with working with Hannah and everything, developing it all, it was, it was, it was probably the best approach we could have taken. So, so basically what, what, what when you're making the film, were you always going to like submit the festivals? Was that the motivation or? Yeah, I had just come off, working like five years in visual effects. Um, I had worked on the Avatar sequels for a few years and I had worked on some other um, bigger projects. And I was just looking to take all that I had learned in terms of simple stuff like screen direction um, and just little tidbits of advice I had gotten along the way and just putting that into something and just just creating it and, and getting it out to festivals. Um, I have plenty other things that I also would love to do um, that I plan to do, but this one just felt like the most organic and the most quick to turn around. And when you're also dealing with really talented people like Justin, Hannah and Skylar, the schedule is also, it's, it's hard for everyone to have a free day. So the second one lined up and we had the, the permit to shoot, we just went after it. That's awesome. And then, so what did you, where were you, were you still working in the special effects now or are you, what are you up to now? Yeah. So right now I'm a, virtual production producer at Technicolor Creative Studios. Um, 
And we work with MPC, which is a film and TV company, The Mill, which is an ad company, Micros Animation, and Technicolor uh, Games. So my main job is kind of working with all of the facets in virtual production, LED volumes, virtual cameras, motion capture, all that um, interesting and, and um, taxing stuff. And uh, yeah, it's it's a great it's a great new opportunity and a great company that I'm at. And uh, a lot of it is just working with creatives and helping them tell their story. And uh, along those lines, I hope to learn more to continue to tell my own. Well, you don't have to you don't have to say your age, but you seem very rel- relatively young. So I'm assuming you're still in your 20s, and so you have a long way to go. Late 20s, yeah. Hopefully, a yeah. long way to go. I'll knock I'll knock on some wood. Yeah. And uh, and so, how was working on the Avatar movies? It was a great experience. Um, yeah, I don't know much more that I could say necessarily, but it was a really rewarding experience. <laughs> Is everything that you had to write, like read, like sign a confidentiality agreement and everything like that? Yeah, you gotta you gotta be. Um, you gotta be smart. And a lot of it is like, you want people to enjoy everything when it comes out. Um, and there's, you know, a lot of stuff going on, but it was a really rewarding experience. And, uh, it was awesome to be a part of all that, especially when two came out. It was really, really cool. Because you, 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 you go to your, uh, IMDB and, uh, it's a fanboy's dream. Like you said, you're like, you work on Hawkeye, Dr. Strange, uh, Mrs. Uh, Ms. Marvel, Avatar, Shadow and Bone. Yeah. Like, those are like, like people. Those are like fanboy films that that people would give anything to be on. And you're in the last like few years, you've worked on all those projects. Yeah, but I I think uh, a lot of it too is those projects take ten thousand people to make. Of course. Um, so you know you know sometimes you just work a few weeks. Sometimes you work a few months. Avatar was three years, but um three years yeah it's it's, that film for three years yeah that's crazy i've never heard i've never Um, heard anything like i've worked in the industry for like 25 years i've never heard of like a film someone working on the same film for three years yeah it's a marathon and that's the people over there are are brilliant and hardworking, and i think that just goes to show like the product that you see goes to show the people that are working on it are you are you uh were you working on both films at the same time is that what was happening um i i don't know if i can say i worked on two for sure yeah you're working because there he filmed both films he did he film he filmed two films back to back right i I, so he was i know he was filming for like two years right so yeah so you're you don't even know which film is which is probably you're just kind of working on it i guess right yeah, you're just you're just showing up working working as hard as possible trying to trying to deliver. Small world. Uh, I'm actually I'm uh, born and raised in Niagara Falls, and so is James Cameron. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, they did a really the cool. Town. Starts with a C, right? Sorry, what what's the town? Is it Niagara, Niagara Falls? Falls. We're both like he was. Like, oh, gotcha. Yeah, Chippewa. Basically, like that's like a, it's like a, a, a town of uh, of that's where my mom was was raised. He used to go to my my grandfather's uh, variety store called Hooper's when he was a kid, and uh, oh, basically, yeah, it's really small world. That basically, yeah, so that's we, crazy. Yeah, and like, what are the odds, right? <laughs> and so the yeah, film so, world, it, it's it's so tiny. Like you just meet people who are from the same area, and you're like, oh, how did you end up here? Yeah, um, it's 
It's pretty cool. So DiCaprio's like uh, character in in uh, Titanic, he's from Chippewa Falls, right? So ah, Niagara Falls, Chippewa, Chippewa Falls. Yeah. So huh. everybody got to kick into Actually, that when they watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then he came after yeah. the movie after like, it was funny because everybody like I, we knew, obviously I love film. So obviously Terminator and, uh, and like with the Schwarzenegger film, I love that Schwarzenegger film, True Lies. And, but then yeah. when Titanic oh. came out, everybody knew who he was. Right. So he, they had a parade for him and everything like that. But it was like, it was funny because he made great movies before Titanic. Yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. Even uh strange days. He had a huge part in that movie. That's a really good movie. Yeah. In in uh he did the aliens movie, right? And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Abyss, so good. The Abyss, yeah. 100 percent But yeah. did you ever see watch True Lies? I know you're young, but it's actually a pretty fantastic movie. I yeah, I did when I when I started, I watched everything of his that I hadn't seen okay. just so I could get a better understanding. Because as as you know in Avatar 2, he references his own stuff. Um so it's good to get an understanding of of what the history is and why the decisions might be what they are. Yeah. That's crazy. So you, but, but filmmaking is your, is your goal, right? That's what you, that's what yeah. you want. I mean, I came out here to, to write and direct. My goal six years ago was to get into a writer's room. Um, and I got a day playing job on Avatar to, to work in the costume department. And uh, I turned that into a full-time production assistant job. And then a few months after that, they needed more help in the, the lab, which is the virtual department. And because I knew some of the people there and they, they trusted my work ethic and my attitude, they gave me an opportunity to become a sequence coordinator over there, um, which I ended up doing for just over two years. So the whole virtual world, this path I'm on was, was very random. It, I, there were times I wanted to, I got an offer to work on Always Sunny, like, five years ago as a production assistant and turning that down was so hard. Um, but it felt like, you know, I had to stay on the path I was on. Um, oh, you're sitting in Philadelphia? Yeah. Um, but I, I always thought like if I become a production assistant on a comedy, I might get an opportunity to meet a writer and turn that into a writer's room. Sure. But yeah. I, I stayed on the, the virtual production VFX path. And um, I, I, until shift break, really, I hadn't directed a ton. Um, but, yeah, but only on Dawson's Creek can you become a, a production assistant and then go in the writer's room. <laughs> it doesn't happen. So I think he, I think he chose the right no. path. Yeah. Yeah. I chose steady and consistent work <laughs> and and the ability to also learn. I mean, working on those productions is a masterclass every day. Um, the the people you're working with are just elite and uh and just great at what they do and have such a rich history in film themselves. So yeah, I'm just going to continue to to work in this virtual production world and continue to know what the new tech is and how to tell stories. It's amazing. Yeah, you're you're possible. ahead of so many people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So are you guys in a union at all? We'll like, see. Like, did you guys get a union? No. Or no. There's a visual effects society, but there's no union. Um, and it seems like with all the strike stuff going on now, it would be a, a great time. But it's also the worst time because... There's so many VFX artists in the world, especially outside of America. Um, and, you know, sometimes people are just competing for the cheapest rate. So unions are all about solidarity. And um, I think VFX has a bit to go in terms of solidarity, just because everyone wants to work 
everyone needs to work. It's true because I, I talk to people all the time, obviously in this podcast and, and there's so many visual effects and like people, what people need and like, and obviously visual effects, like are being like yourself making films. It's interesting yeah. how like it, yeah, it, it's all spread out because we live in, we live in this world now, right. Where you don't have to be there to be, to be a part right. of the project. Right. So. Yeah. So many remote workers. I mean, yeah. On Shadow and Bone, we had people in probably five different countries working on shots uh, in VFX houses. Yeah. So it's it, it's it's crazy. It's why the the it's one of the reasons why the the two there, there's two guilds striking right now. It's because they're that fear, right? Like that even yeah. a writer's room, right? Yeah, it's it's obviously you're probably going to get a better punch up, but you don't have to be in the same room. You can be in different cities in a writer's room now, right? Yeah, exactly. Although that must be hard because a lot of that is the camaraderie. Of course. Yeah. I'm just saying, like I'm saying, it's not, it's not ideal, but it's still doable, I guess. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's the same way with doing sound design and doing effects. It's better to be in the same room with somebody if you're collaborating with them. Right. But yeah, it's probably the perfect time to be a Foley artist because you can just be in your room making, making little noises all day and sending (laughs) to your client. Well, man, even your film too, right? Like you're, it's a really good, great sound design. It's like, well, it needs it, right? And it's like, you don't overdo it. You don't, yeah. like, you, there's no music. And it's like, it's like I said, it's like, I called it it's simplicity it's, and it's complex. It's, it's, it's just really subtle. And it's like, I'm sure you learn that with your, your job, I guess, right? Yeah. But I also, for that, I'd have to give a ton of credit to our, our, uh, sound designer of course yeah uh, i'm just Char- saying Char- the, charles you, you have you had the vision i guess that's you know what i mean yeah yeah totally and and we had some great sessions at charles's place while we were doing that having hannah breathe into the mic and just doing different little bits and noises um but he i i as as much as i've learned he really used his expertise and he's such a great talent in the in the sound world um and he he added that those subtle touches and those little those little notes at the right moment that I thought really evoked and evolved the the moments that needed it. So we sent the the feedback to you. What did you think of what the audience had to say about your film? It was great. I sent it to the cast. Uh, I sent it to everyone who worked on it. All five, all five of us. Um, but uh, everyone was really proud. Um, it felt like a lot of the stuff that we were going for and trying to to say was was heard by the audience and received um it's it's always so great to get someone who's not a part of it or a friend or a family i don't know if you can hear these sirens nope. uh, welcome to nope. L- welcome to la <laughs> yeah. um but uh yeah it um sorry i just totally blanked on, on no you got distracted by this, this, this the feedback video with the yeah video. so uh yeah like, yeah i mean I, I essentially i think wrapping it up but it was it was really nice to to receive feedback from an outside party who really didn't have involvement in it and again just it seemed like all the main notes we were trying to hit uh were hit yeah i everybody can, it's a very universal film everybody can kind of relate to it to a certain extent i think everybody's yeah. had a job unless you're an aristocrat everybody's had a job they didn't like for a certain time in their lives where they, they didn't like yeah. and they had to pretend i guess right yeah, even kings and princes from you know, everyone, you know, at some point hates what they have to do. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I guess that's even but, true too, right? So it's yeah. all about the costume and like, it's so interesting, like all these jobs that we have to do, especially the service industry, where we have to 
wear something and look a certain way. It's not who we are at all, but we're like, we're, we're playing a role. Right. And that totally. is an energy sucker. If you're not being yourself, that just sucks your energy out of you. Right. Yeah. It's like putting on a mask. Yeah. Uh, even if you, even if you can wear what you want to wear, if you don't enjoy it and you pretend to be happy or someone else, you're just, you're, you're either faking yourself out or you're just faking others out. And, uh, it definitely, it definitely wears on you. And, um, yeah, it's just so true how, how the costume has such a big impact on that. Never do a job for money. <laughs> I learned that a long time ago. Like just do the, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm an idealist, I guess. Just like, it's going to, the job job's going to land like when, when it lands. But if you can, if you don't do a job for money, just do the job that you like. <laughs> yeah and hopefully money comes it does that's what i'm saying i'm an idealist it does uh, it basically because yeah, because yeah. eventually it lands right it's just that it's the because when you're doing that job for money you're when you're not you're not the uh, in the another world you're doing the other job and it's not gonna it's not gonna match because you're you're in the wrong area you're in the wrong path right like the character in your movie yeah totally so the amazing thing is that you're working on on Avatar, which is thousands of people, right? Maybe even in the tens of thousands of people. It's but you made a movie too, and it's only five people. Like that's that's the magic of movies, mm -hmm. right? You don't need ten thousand. Yeah, people I love to it. Every movie, right? Not at all. I mean, we we I, I don't know the exact budget, but it was definitely under two hundred dollars yeah. um, because of how just quick we turned it around. Um, and everyone was just so game to make it. Um, so you, yeah, you can, you can have five people and, um, a night out for dinner in terms of billing. And then, uh, or you could have tens of thousands of people and spend a lot of money. Um, but either way, you're still telling a story. And even on a project as big as Avatar, you're still telling a story. I think the recent slew of box office flops uh goes to show you can spend 500 million dollars on a movie but if you don't have a good story people aren't going to enjoy it or show up yeah exactly well congratulations on the film uh it's really great and it's such an easy film for people to uh to watch you could just say hey watch this film and they'll get something out of it you're yeah you're on yeah. your way so i think that you're some some your hard work has paid off for you because you you got basically like luck, luck is what do they say luck is opportunity meets preparation you got the opportunity yeah. and you landed on it but then you stayed there for for years because they you kind of like took advantage of that opportunity so it, it shows who you are so best of luck in la and uh keep making movies hopefully we'll talk again when you make your next film thanks so much yeah i really appreciate it and hopefully hopefully we talk soon and you get more shorts of mine to watch yeah I mean, keep making them it's the perfect time to do it you know <laughs> yeah the downside it's the it's the upside of the strike right it's like just make your own films right exactly it's like the pandemic but you can go outside the, the, that's exactly what it is it's, it's exactly but yeah, yeah exactly you can you can bring people to your house and make a movie <laughs> yeah there's no more bubbles yeah one two three four five six seven eight Shlemiel
dream.